0: Welcome to More Than Ink.
1: Hey, have you ever really thought about who is Jesus,
2: really? Well, Jesus asked the apostles last week, and Peter answered and said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Well, today, Jesus will show us exactly what that means on On More More Than Than Ink. Well, good morning. This is Jim.
1: And I'm Dorothy.
2: And you have found More Than Ink. And uh, we call it More Than Ink because the ink on the page of the Bible is more than just ink on a piece of paper. It's actually God's Word. It's There's something much more there than meets the eye, which, which explains why... We can do what we're doing. We're reading Matthew, not for the first time in our lives, but <laughs> <Hardly>. <laughs> we read it a lot. But every time we come back to it, we see new things and God's spirit shows us new things. And that's what makes this whole exploration an ongoing lifetime delight. And so we're here in Matthew 17, and that's exactly what we're doing. So we're Actually, glad you're we're with us. we're still
1: in chapter 16. 16, chapter but 16. It, it, it just in, in preparing to have this conversation, the Lord just refreshed to me a whole bunch of things that it's not that I'm not v- way familiar with with the words on these pages, but there just was a refreshing in my spirit as I read these things and thought about them today. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of the way the the more than ink part of this conversation works. God has a way of taking what's written on the page and freshening our souls. Yeah,
2: so it's not just new discoveries, it's it's cherishing old discoveries that you forgot about.
1: And it's like breathing fresh air, Yeah. right? You need to breathe. A whole lot of times every day, right? Yep. Yeah,
2: that's, that's exactly <laughs> right. And a lot of people have, uh, have put in tons of effort in the last 2,000 years to bring these passages to us. So we're going to read them today.
1: 4,000 years, actually, but yeah, go ahead. Well,
2: these is 2,000, <laughs> the so uh, yeah, You're that's right. right, right. So yeah, so if you are following with us, we're in chapter 16, we're reading from the ESV version of it, so uh, we encourage you, if you are reading along with us, to use that so you don't trip on just the minor grammar differences in the translation. So here we are, we're at chapter 16, verse 21, what, what came just before where we are today.
1: It's really important. It's
2: really important, where Jesus says, who do people say that I am? And then he said to the apostles, but who do you say that I am? And
1: Peter said? Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Yeah, so. But he still didn't understand exactly what that <laughs> and, meant, and which we'll is see why that. We'll see Jesus that. begins to talk to them differently. Yeah, and we're going to yeah. see uh, now unfolding in chapter 16 through 17, how he gets very pointed and very specific about his death and his suffering at the hands of right. the Jewish leaders. And
2: in the process, we find out that even though Even though Peter did make that declaration, which is 100% true, True. (laughs) he didn't fully understand what that meant, and it gets revealed today. Okay, here we go. Take us off. Verse 21 of chapter 16. Verse
1: 21. From that time, right from that very moment moment. Peter identified who he is, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from Mm. the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him a well, why, why don't we oh, stop there stop just it. for a second? Okay.
2: Because that's, I mean, that's, wow, that's a biggie. That's a biggie because uh, he shows the disciples that he, he must, he must. Right. Like, is has to happen. do it. Four things he must go, he must suffer, mm-hmm. he must be killed. He must be be raised. raised. And these are the must, must, must. This has to happen.
1: Because that's how God saves. Exactly. And that's what the sent one came to do. So, you know, every time Matthew writes the name Jesus or Yeshua, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. he's saying God saves, right? That's what the name Yeshua means. God is Savior. Yeah, Savior. And so every Mm -hmm. time you read the name Jesus or Yeshua, you can think that, oh, as God saves, or God saves, at that time, he began to make very clear to them
2: that they that he must. Well, yeah, and he's speaking very directly and right. and that's good, but still it's just not it's not quite breaking through.
1: But this is what he came for. And actually right. a, a few chapters on he's gonna say, I came to give my life as a ransom yeah. for many. We're gonna yeah. get to that in chapter twenty.
2: Yeah, and it, it made me remember too that um at the resurrection, you know, when they came to the tomb, mm-hmm. the two angels they said, you know, you know, he's not here; he's risen. Remember right. how he told you while he was still in Galilee. That's this right, right. here. This right, right here. That the Son of Man must be delivered to the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day and rise. And then it says, "Oh," and they remembered his words. But this is it right here.
1: It's interesting that the angels were saying that to the women, yes, who had come, yes,
2: yes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so anyway, Peter Peter continues the conversation. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Twenty two.
1: Okay. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Whoa.
2: Whoa. Wait, didn't he just praise him that the, he knew that he was the Christ, the son of the living God, and that wasn't revealed to him by his father, but by well, his heavenly father? because here's the
1: thing. He had told them right after Peter had said that, Jesus said, now don't go tell anybody. Right, right. Why? Because don't tell anybody until you understand what it is you're telling them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You just don't have a clue. What it means to right. be the son of the living God. So,
2: I mean, here what we see is kind of this conflict that was pretty common with people when they expected the Messiah to come. He was going to come, right? Kind of a geopolitical military power to bring justice above all else for the and nation. He will. That's and the there's truth. There's nothing wrong with that because that's biblical altogether. So, but that that idea does not gel with this idea that he's going to be killed. Right. Uh, So so Peter's saying, no, I don't think so. You got it wrong. And he steps up and he actually rebukes Jesus.
1: You know, they didn't get that even right up into the garden when Jesus was arrested. No, no, the whole suffering. Isn't it astonishing that Peter grabs the Lord and takes him aside and says, stop saying that.
2: Uh, Yeah, wow. Uh,
1: That's, (laughs) well, it's scary to me, actually, but it's just so indicative of what we are like. Instead of listening to what Jesus has actually said to us, we're like, no, 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 that can't be. It has to be this way instead.
2: It doesn't fit with my paradigms. That's right. That's not my view.
1: You know what struck me afresh on my reading of this, just in preparing for this today? This literally is the voice of the evil one.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: That's why Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Yes. Right? You, Because initially in the garden, Satan had said to Eve, oh, you're not going to die, right, right? Right, right, right. And at the temptation of Jesus, he had presented him the option of having all the glory of this world mm-hmm. without going to the cross. Yeah. You can read about that in Matthew 4. Yeah. We talked about that weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Yeah, so It, it
2: is fascinating here that just prior to this, Jesus praises uh, Peter because he's speaking God's words, and now right. he's condemning him because he's speaking Satan's words.
1: Satan's words. How quickly we can turn. Yes.
2: So I, there's a certain humility when we speak that we have to understand. If it's not God's word, then, you know, we might be kind of off base. So okay. it's, it's interesting. And he
1: says, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me yeah we need to talk about that word a little bit because here the greek word is scandalon. it means an offense a stumbling block very often when you read the term stumbling block it's a it's this word or a derivative of this word and it's the trigger in a snare yeah right when you step on that trigger you are caught you are trapped you are ensnared you can't go any farther
2: yep yep (sighs) it's 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 basically uh I forget one of the one of the old uh, Christian fathers way back second century I think it was, you know Jesus is saying to Peter he's saying you know you, your place is behind me not in front of me right. you need to follow and Peter's Peter can't follow because his paradigm is messed up.
1: Right, and Jesus says that you're setting your mind not on the things of God, but on the yep, things of man. Yep, yep. Right, you don't understand the way God is going to accomplish this yep, by yep. giving
2: Himself. So be humble in what you understand. Oh. I think I think Peter's operating off of Old Testament, you know, prophecies about the Messiah, but somehow he's completely skipped over, as many people at that time did. For instance, I, I looked back on Isaiah 53. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know, I just I just skimmed it. Isaiah 53. He'll be despised, rejected by men. Right. Right. man of sorrows acquainted with grief bore our griefs carried our sorrows pierced for our transgressions crushed for our iniquities oppressed afflicted i mean you just go on that whole beginning of isaiah 53 and mm-hmm. and you, how can you miss the fact that the messiah is going to suffer and that's what he's saying here but peter right. just can't can't make this jive with what he's what he's expecting Whew. yeah should we move on Yeah. Because this actually applies to what he's saying right here. What he's saying is you're missing the fact that the Messiah must die. So if you want to follow me, you need to follow in my footsteps. And that takes us to
1: verse 24. So he said this specifically to Peter. Yeah. You're a hindrance to me. You're not setting your, things, your mind on things of God, but on things of man. Right. And then he turns to all the disciples and mm-hmm. says in verse 24. Are we reading on? Yep, go ahead. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Right. Okay, so we basically say to Peter, you know, you're not wrong.
2: It's going to happen. It's going
1: to happen. Right. But this has to happen first. They both
2: have to happen. Yeah. So,
1: you know, we get fragments of these verses, 24 to 27, quoted all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow. But but it's a one whole big statement Jesus is, is giving them here about coming after and following.
2: Yeah. <sighs> yeah.
1: What do you got to say? Jesus,
2: a- Jesus was born to die so that he could affect our salvation. Mm, and he's saying, mm-hmm. if you want to follow in Jesus' footsteps, you have to live your life now with an eye towards your own death. You know, and the fact that you're going to carry your own cross. A cross is always an adverti- advertisement to the common people of of some statement that the Romans wanted to make. That was, you know, it was going to end right. in death. It's
1: a one way trip. It's a one way trip.
2: Yeah. So it's like you're gonna you're gonna be making statements. You're gonna be doing stuff that's going to get people to say you need to die.
1: Okay, so what what do you let's talk about denying himself. denying, if you yeah. come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Right. Because there you could kind of twist that into being a making martyring yourself, right? No, no, and, no, it's not that. And self-abuse, it's not that at all. Yeah. But it is laying down pursuit of your own self-interest.
2: Right. It comes down to who's driving the direction of your life. Right. And it comes back to, Peter, you're supposed to be following behind me, not in front of me. you're
1: not leading, you're following.
2: Right. So that's really what this is. And if Jesus' path is to the cross, that's our path as well. Yeah. And so this denial, the opposite of, of denying himself, the opposite of deny is indulge you know mm, don't mm-hmm. indulge yourself in that this because jesus stood in front of pilate and said i am a king but my kingdom's not of this world mm-hmm. and so he aims toward that and our lives should also aim towards that through the entirety of our lifespan so that's the denying self not indulging yourself not not being the guy who had the big uh, the big harvest and had to buy a bigger barn <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. you
2: know it's it's actually we're in the process of leaving this place and jesus purposefully is in the process of leaving this place for our salvation
1: well and i'm not sure that this really penetrated peter at this point because when he yeah. denies jesus on the night of his arrest right, right he does exactly the opposite he asks he acts completely out of self-interest Shh, and self-preservation totally, totally. And, and steps completely away from any acknowledgement of even recognizing who Jesus is, yeah,
2: yeah, and and they they didn't want to be identified with Jesus and who Jesus was. It's all about right. Jesus' identity because he knew that if he did, he would be carrying a cross right. and be crucified as well. I mean, he knew that that was it. Well, Jesus is saying, "Well, get ready, guys. This will be your your light on life for the rest of your lives, and it'll all be about it'll all be about." um uh, conflicts that arise from the fact that you state the truth of who I am that will get you crucified if it got me crucified it will get you crucified and we know that all the all the apostles except one died martyr's deaths because they continued to assert the truth about who Jesus was his identity and that's basically why Jesus was crucified because they did not want to accept the fact that he was indeed the son of god yeah should we move on what do you think oh i hate there's so to, much to I talk about right here you too i think yeah.
1: we hmm
2: yeah, but this is, this ties <laughs> on to that last verse. Truly I say there's some standing here who will not taste death until they see the mm-hmm. Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Let me let me read for us in the next. You
1: know. Okay, let, let's before we oh, press okay. on though, I want to just touch on this last statement Jesus made when he says he will come in the glory mm-hmm. of his Father. And then he will, the ESV says, repay, or he will recompense, mm-hmm. he will render to each person according to what he's done. Yeah. Right? Well, Hebrews 11.6 says, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We've got to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder, a recompenser of those who believe in him. So, you know, this is not necessarily that he's going to Extract payback from those who didn't believe, Mm -hmm, but that mm -hmm. there will be a recognition for those who do believe. Sure, yeah. And Uh, and the issue of what you've done is is, what did you do with the question who do you say I am?
2: (laughs) Who do you say I am? That's still centrally what we're talking about. Right, okay. Okay, so let's go on because because again, we're going to pin down something really important about his identity as well. (sighs) Excuse me, I have a tickle. 17.
1: You want me to read?
2: Uh, Yeah, would you? (laughs) <laughs> something attacked after my throat. six
1: days, oh, so this is a whole week has passed. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light, and behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Mm. and Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's good that we're here. If you wish, I'll make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking, and <laughs> behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Mm. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only.
2: Wow. Wow. Big event. Big okay. event.
1: Okay. But I
2: believe what, what's happening here is actually the fulfillment of what Jesus just said in the last verse That's of the previous right. chapter. I
1: think so, too. You
2: will see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So in a way, we're seeing kind of like a time warp right here. And uh, we're seeing Jesus meeting with Moses and Elijah. <clears throat> and, uh, and it says it says in one of the other passages that they're talking to him about uh, coming. Uh, what's coming. You know, in fact, <laughs> it says in Luke 9, it says they appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which was right. about to accomplish. So they're talking about what's going to happen next. Right. So, um, yeah, so this is this is a fascinating thing. This is a this is a glimpse into Jesus coming in glory. And, and interestingly enough, and consistently enough, Jesus's appearance changes mm-hmm. to match what we know he's going to look like in that second mm-hmm. coming. So, so these three guys, who a few seconds ago, you know, claimed that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the Living God, but now they're really getting a glimpse, like they've never had a glimpse before.
1: Right. They haven't seen him like this before. Right. Right. And it, it, it's fascinating to me that Peter is still on that. Okay, so you are going to come in glory. Right. Which is why he says, oh, "Uh, uh let, let me make holy tents. Let me make, <laughs> let me make a special place for you and Moses You're and Elijah." Right. right. Oh, it, he still doesn't understand. Yeah,
2: he's doing that tabernacles thing.
1: Well, he is, but he yeah. and. And we can talk about that a little more if you yeah. want. But um, but he essentially, by saying that that way, has put Jesus on the same level as Moses and Elijah. Made
2: them all equal. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like a bad and, deal.
1: And this is why God interrupts and says, whoa, yeah, yeah. listen to him. This is my beloved son. Well,
2: and I chuckled because it, although it wasn't mentioned here, I had to go back and check Mark and Luke. Mark says... <laughs> I'll just quote it from Mark 9, 6, for he did not know what to say, right. for they're terrified. But Luke makes it even worse because after he does that whole thing about the three tenths, he adds a little phrase at the end of it, Luke nine thirty three. not knowing what he said.
1: Right. He's just babbling. <laughs> so cause he's, he's just so babbling. Overwhelmed. Yeah.
2: He just doesn't know what's going on. And uh, it, I wouldn't either tell you the truth.
1: So let's talk about Moses and Elijah for a minute. Can yeah. We? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it. It, it, from a Jewish perspective that immediately says the law and the prophets Laws and the talking prophets. looking face to face These are the f- at yep. the son of God which is what they're all about
2: Yeah, right yeah.
1: Uh, but These were the real guys, apparently. Yeah, because they're having a conversation. Jesus
2: has mentioned that you know I was I was talked about in the law and the prophets, and when you talk about law and prophets, you're talking about Moses and Elijah and so much more. When you talk about prophets, so if
1: you think about Moses for a minute, Exodus tells us that he used to talk with the Lord face to face, face to face, nothing in between, like a man talks with his friend. Yeah. Yeah, and that just makes me think of what's happening here. Mm -hmm. Right. And Elijah, who a couple of times in all of his recorded words, he says, the Lord God before whom I stand. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So
1: Elijah also lived in this constant awareness that he was, in a sense, face to face with God. Yeah. Yeah. And here, what what that really what's really happening here? Who's who's Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. and how is this taking place? We don't know exactly. We just know that these men were recognizable. And they were in conversation yeah. about the fact that the Son of God was about to do what He came for.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think it's interesting that uh, Peter knew enough to recognize Him too when He calls Him by I, name how to did make they the tents.
1: Recognize Him?
2: I don't know. Pictures in this Bible? No, <laughs> I don't know. It's just—it's an interesting thing. It's really an interesting thing, and it's nice to see since we finished Exodus some time ago the return of the Shekinah glory. Right that the Israelites were so used to in the desert as they wandered you know it was a a pillar of cloud by night and then a cloud by the day but here it shined so it's uh, and it overshadowed them so whoa and the
1: voice from the cloud yes when God speaks right that happened back at the baptism of Jesus yes the voice spoke and said exactly the same thing this is my well and
2: his and his voice spoke at the top of Mount Sinai and the response from the Israelites was exactly what these guys just did fear and trembling (laughs) fear and trembling yeah so Yeah, they're on their faces. They're on their faces so much so that Jesus can't get them up unless he touches them. He has to touch them. I also like the fact that in in Peter's babbling, uh, the 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 voice from the cloud, the Father actually stops him. You know, while while he was still, it says right, in five, he still was talking. still speaking when this thing happened. <laughs> That's Peter, man. Him. That's Peter. He's he's while he's still speaking, God interrupts and says, "You need to listen to my son," that, which is really interesting. In a way, he's saying you're having a problem accepting the program right here. You need to stop talking and you need to start listening Shut more. Listen. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> be still and know that I'm God.
2: Exactly. So I, you know, I chuckle a little bit, but then again, I know. Oh man, you know, I would probably be doing the same thing at this point.
1: Well, and you know, they have fallen on their faces because they're terrified. They can't even look anymore. Yeah. At the brightness of what they're seeing, and so you got to wonder if they weren't uh, shocked when yeah. Jesus touched them. Like, yeah. The whole be. thing is the whole thing is over. Yeah. Yep. Get up. Don't be afraid. Don't
2: be afraid. Everything's right. back to normal. Okay. And so
1: then they're seeing Jesus. So we need to press on we to do. the end of it. Yeah.
2: So as they story. were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead.
1: Because you don't understand what you, you just saw. You still don't
2: get it. Yeah. And the disciples <laughs> asked him, well, then why do the scribes say that first Elijah must come? Malachi 4. And he answered, well, Elijah does come. And he will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come. And they did not recognize him, but did to him whatever they pleased. So also the Son of Man will certainly suffer at their hands. And then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them of John the
1: Baptist but he was also speaking to them about himself.
2: Of himself, yes. And, and the fact, you know, Malachi says that before the, the, the day of the Lord, before the Messiah comes, Elijah will come. I mean, that's in Malachi 4, 5. But wait a second, doesn't, hasn't Jesus come once and then he'll come a second time? Yes, and in a sense, Elijah came the first time in John the Baptist, and many people think that when Jesus comes the second time, Elijah will finally come again, for real which is why we see him talking with Jesus right here. So so Elijah does come, for both the first well, and the second Jesus coming. Well, Jesus
1: says Elijah will come. Uh, that's right. But it's interesting to me that Jesus, or Peter had identified him as the son of the living God. Yes. God had just said, this is my beloved son, and yet suddenly we're back to talking about the son of man. The son of man. Right. We're right. back in the humanity of the sent one. Yeah. He must yeah. die and be raised from the dead. And so that's why Jesus picks up the conversation. Okay, now, in his humanity, the anointed one, the sent one, must die and be raised from the dead. So don't tell anybody what you saw because you don't yet understand. You don't yet
2: understand. However, when John writes his gospel, the opening chapter of John's Mm. gospel, he says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. I think he's referring to this.
1: Well, Peter makes right reference here. to that in he his does. letter. He says, we were I, with him on the mountain and I've, we saw the majestic glory.
2: I've got that. Yeah. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths right. when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Mm-hmm.
1: And give the reference for that.
2: That's 2 Peter, Peter 1, 16. Yeah. So, so they did keep their lips shut for a while, but then after that, they...
1: Well, after the resurrection.
2: Then it made a lot of sense. And the then, pegs
1: dropped in the hole and, and the Holy Spirit it. came and opened their understanding. Yes, yes. And suddenly they're like, oh that that would have been a oh, head slapper. Oh head my slapper's right gosh, there. Yeah. gosh, how could I have been so blind?
2: Exactly. Exactly. So here in this whole section, you know, we start with we start with Peter proclaiming that this is the Messiah, this is the Son of the Living God. Although we don't quite understand what that means, and Jesus says, well, let me show you what this means. (laughs) You know, I have to suffer and to die, and if you want to follow in my footsteps, you're gonna have to aim toward the same thing, and just to give you an idea that you're not mistaken about who I am, we have the transfiguration. So the identity of Jesus, and just this whole section we read right here is nailed. It's, It's there, there is no question. He is the son of the living God. He will suffer and die for our salvation, and he will indeed come a second time.
1: And to just bring in justice. case you missed it, all the law, summed in Moses, and all the prophets, summed up in Elijah, were testifying to that.
2: All exactly. Along. All along. All along. And that's what they talked about on the road to Emmaus with those two very dejected guys. That's right. And the law and the prophets. Well, we are like totally out of time. <laughs> But if you if you ever had a question about the identity of who Jesus was, this is a this great is place to go to. <laughs> the, this, the end of 16, early 17, great place to go to because this is where Jesus really unveils what it means to be the Son of Man, the Son of God, the promised Messiah, the Lamb of God who was slain to carry the sins of the world.
1: And what it means to follow Him. Yeah, and, right? and
2: what it means, to yeah. follow
1: Him. Big deal. To deny myself and my own interest and exchange yeah. my life for his yeah yeah to receive from him what only he can give
2: right right yeah and paul says uh he puts it in terms of the fact that we're we're not citizens of this place we're citizens of heaven Well, i mean we've kind of moved and we've moved away and that's why jesus says you know they're not of the world they're in it but they're not of it anymore they are people who are looking in a different direction for the coming of the kingdom of jesus second coming that's what we're looking at right here that's the true follower so next time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to continue more on this same topic. Very
2: similar topic, yeah. And so we're going to continue on in chapter 17. Read ahead if you'd like. And, uh, and you might find some surprises as you're reading there. So I'm Jim. And I'm Dorothy. And we're glad you're with us. And we're glad that you're uncovering who it is that Jesus is. He's the Christ, the Son of the living God. We'll see you next time on More Than, than ink.
0: Ink. There are many more episodes of this broadcast to be found at our website, morethaninc.org. And while you are there, take a moment to drop us a note. Remember, the Bible is God's love letter to you. Pick it up and read it for yourself, and you will discover that the words printed there are indeed more than ink.
1: I think that's it. That's it. Okay.
0: This has been a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City.